Hi strangers on the internet. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. How are you? Did you check in with yourself? You know, make sure you're doing all right. If not, please pause this and take five seconds to do it now. I'll wait. Um, I'm pretty hungry, so I'm going to make myself a lunch right after recording this. But anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for giving this podcast a chance. If you're new here, hello. I'm so sorry that you have to subject your ears to this. I don't know what's wrong with you, but you can't get out. I'm Gladys, and this is Can You Tell Me a Story podcast, where I sit down with a complete stranger every week, and we just talk and have a conversation. There's no scripts, no nothing, just two human beings trying to get to know each other. (laughs) Um, Before I introduce my stranger-turned-friend today, Please remember to follow me on Instagram at Can You Tell Me a Story Podcast and send me a DM. You know, ask me questions. Tell me about your favorite book. If you don't read, that's okay. Tell me about your favorite song. Yeah, I love to hear from you. All right, on to this week's episode. I'm super grateful to have Glenn, who very quickly became my favorite Irishman in the entire world. Well, to be fair, he's the only Irish guy I know, but still. Uh, we met in the dark webs of Instagram and I asked him to come on because he had some burning questions for 18 to 25 year olds and I was lucky to fit in that criteria. Glenn went hard on the questions, you guys. He, he really asked some introspective ones that made me think a lot about where I really want to spend my time on. You know, this is a great episode for anyone who is struggling to, you know, navigate, trying to find meaning during these pandemic times, especially if you're a young adult in your 20s or even 30s. Yeah, after you're done listening to this, it actually could be helpful to ask yourself the same questions and see where your mind takes you. All right, enough talking. Please enjoy this wonderful conversation with Glenn. Bye-bye. hear me i can hear you yeah can you see me Mm-mm, not yet okay let's see look i'm at- gonna change yeah perfect what's up what's happening can you see me i can see you perfect i hear these things are better i hear it's better to have conversations in zoom when you can't see yourself so how do i hide myself how do i do that Oh, uh, I don't want to look at myself. I, I want to try talking to you without, without seeing myself. That's really interesting. Uh, nobody has ever asked me that before. How can they hide themselves? There's a reason why, right? So I heard, I heard this podcast a while back, 
it was right after everyone started doing all of this stuff in Zoom. And they were talking about people felt that they weren't really like having good conversations and connecting in Zoom. Then someone, I know some psychologist or whatever, came up with this realization that looking at yourself while you're talking is completely unnatural. So it actually prevents some form of connection and good conversation because in real life, you never see yourself when you're talking to someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I've done this for like maybe 15 times with 15 different people. And I realize I always um, look at the person. <laughs> like, even though we're seeing split screens, I never look at myself. Because you're, just, you're just good at it. You're just a it's good too self-conscious, man. I, I, I hate looking at myself. <laughs> have, you got a, have you got a drink in your hand? What are you drinking? I do chamomile oh hardcore what do you have old-fashioned tea a little drop of milk mm. i've got a cup with a giant oil on it it looks handmade oh wait actually no not really <laughs> i thought it's one of those you know like clay and then you paint on it with the glaze i hear you no i wish yeah. wish nice to meet you gladys Nice to meet you, Glenn. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it really takes courage and bravery <laughs> to show up for someone on Zoom. I'm all for it. Do you want to give some context to how we met? Because I have my own story about what I think of you so far. But I would love to, you know, give your side of the story first. I don't, I don't know how we first caught it or online. Somehow one of us caught the other one online somehow. And then I think a couple of weeks ago, I put out this little thing in my story asking if anyone who was following me was in the 18 to 25. Because mm -hmm. I had some questions. <laughs> yeah. You wrote back saying you qualified. Yeah, exactly. Come, so come talk to me on my podcast. Yeah, takes a little bit of luck for me to um, hit your criteria. Where Where are you? I'm in New York. What about you? I'm in San Diego. Beautiful place. Never been, okay. but heard great things about it. Come on. Over. <laughs> yeah, I would like to. You guys have amazing weather there. So. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. You've been You've been talking to people like this fifteen times. Is that what you're telling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that going? You know, it's really terrifying. Even now, I have to admit I have like butterflies flying around in my stomach. But it gets better, you know. I'm learning, trying to be more present with a total stranger that I've never met. And it's a challenge, but gets me high every time. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah. Um, wait, before we, you know, I know we sort of have a agenda, but. No, no, no. Yeah, forever. You, you no agenda? Okay. Talk. You can, as long as we're, uh, as long as we're talking, then it's interesting. Take a wrap. Yeah. Go. Is this your first podcast that you've ever done? Yes. Listen to many. Never had someone ask me. It's a fun concept, right? Yeah. I've, I've been a big fan for many years. Mm-hmm. But. I need to tell you and give you some context about how I found you and what led us to this moment. Please do. 
I found you on Brain Picker or Brain Picking's Instagram account. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was just, I don't remember the post, but I was just going through comments because I wanted to find people that I could connect with on Instagram. And I thought, what would be the best gateway account to do that? And I think people who are drawn to Brain Picking's account, they tend to be philosophical. They enjoy pondering and meditating on like big topics, you know, humanity and empathy, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so I was just scrolling through comments and then I saw yours and I decided to, you know, click on it. I was like, oh, it looks like a nice guy. Uh, you had like Don't these bunch of... <laughs> I'm being completely honest. Um, I would I would tell you if I didn't like you, but I don't. Okay. Um, it would be really interesting if you told me you didn't like me and we just could talk about that. That would be great. So there is one specific video. I was just scrolling through um, your Instagram and there's one video that was a black and white video of you singing a song uh, and dude you wrote that i did i'm sorry i'm talking to you like you're a celebrity even though <laughs> you're just some random dude that i found online no I, I i guess you're telling me i didn't know i didn't know how we find find each other so that's good that it was brain packing yeah yeah so it happened like i think back a couple months i don't think you even followed me but i followed you uh and so I saw that black and white video. I was like, oh my God, like this, this guy seems cool. I really dig the song. And I sent it to a friend and I was like, I'm going to somehow convince this dude to like come on my podcast because he seems like a really interesting guy. Um, and also all of your posts basically talk, they're like meditations on life, right? That's what I'm um, open for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you got the message across. So well, Brain Pickens was a good a good place to find me because I th I think she sets the bar pretty high, right? And she deep dives into these worlds of ideas, and I just I think she's great. I love that, yeah, and like you, Maria, right? Maria, I think is her name. Maria, I don't know her last name. Popova. Yeah. Mm. Did you read her book? I, did, I didn't, but the interviews with her over the years and read brain pickings a bit and I just mm. thought like I don't know how she reads so much and writes so much you're a reader yourself right yeah, uh, well I, I not as much these days as much as I'd hope but yeah like I've mm -hmm. I've definitely spent plenty of times over the years reading books and trying to figure out myself and the world around me and writing down thoughts and Instagram I only got on like a, a number of months back it was in the summer it was right no like in July or August Finally, it was like, maybe I'll just get on and not resist. Yeah, no, maybe again, it's like Maybe there's people out there who are, uh, I could connect with and I should just start sharing some stuff that could maybe help. I'm just thinking back to your content. Like a, a lot of them is trying to find that human connection between people. But I do have sort of a big picture question, which is how's life? How's life? Life's, life's all right. Yeah. Right. Is it good? Think so. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely taking a little bit of a psychological tool, and in some ways, for for different reasons, for every person individually, right? But mm -hmm. definitely, 
I've had to work a bit harder this year to just keep my head on straight, you know, to just kind of keep my head in a good place. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, there's just been plenty of disruption and plenty of noise, political noise and people stuck at home. And it's been a strange one. But I think, I think I've made my way through it. Done okay. Still <laughs> You're Still really like eating the humble pie here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, it's been what, like eight, nine months of just being inside. Have you been pretty isolated? Pretty much, yeah. I'm in New York, which was pretty badly hit. Um, you know, with, with the, I think now we're sort of going to the second wave of lockdown. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> so I was going to say quarantine definitely opened up areas of your psychological, like inner brain that uh, you normally wouldn't discover, you know, yeah. if you weren't spending so much time indoors. Yeah. I, I feel like amongst the people that I speak to about sort of the journey throughout quarantine, the, it's very extreme. One can be, I feel like I just wasted eight months of my life. And another is like, it was life changing and I've learned so much about myself. Which one do you fall into? I think so. Back when was it like March or whatever, when things started really getting hyped up, um, I found myself like every spare second, like scrolling on my phone, like reading articles and trying to figure out like how bad this thing could get or how insane the world was going to go you know just trying to understand it reading from like medical experts and different <laughs> people and journalists and just trying to like figure it out and i realized i was excessively like reaching for my phone and scrolling and reading things and finding it like habits that aren't normally an issue of mine like i don't like phones i don't really like social media for the most part like i have often pushed all that stuff aside i didn't even get a smartphone until a few years ago and no way yeah and so i noticed i was reaching for it all the time and just reading stuff and reading things on twitter and reading and i was like i know it's probably coming from a place of anxiety or something about not knowing what was happening mm -hmm. a little bit of time went past we started staying at home i have a little baby at home who is like immunocompromised mm. born four months premature spent four months in hospital, had a real tough start to life and his lungs weren't properly formed. So when COVID hit, we were just like, oh my goodness, like if this little guy gets sick, like it's not good. So we had to get really crazy about, you know, isolating and not being around people. And then all that spare time just on the phone scrolling. And I was like, I need to figure out how to, how to do something with that energy do you know what I mean that anxious energy yeah kind of like what's going to happen like what's so-and-so saying what's so-and-so saying about this mm -hmm. and I think that's when I realized something shifted and I was like I need to put my mind to like creative endeavors and like habits which are kind of life-giving and you know so I eventually got on Instagram as a mere time maybe I can just start communicating maybe I can start saying stuff and sharing ideas yeah. with people and trying to that's where that came from. So you asked me, has it been good or bad? It started off and like, oh, I can see that this could go either way. I could see yeah. spend months just every spare moment, like reading news articles and 
just getting sucked down. So I actually just checked out of all of that. And I'm like, I have the information I need to know. I'm not going to watch the news anymore. I'm not going to be on my phone anymore. And I'm going to try and read and write and make little videos and talk to people. And Yeah, you know, some people, some people think that checking out of the news is sort of irresponsible. Yeah. But personally, I, I, I never put so, such a high priority on my mental health than the last few months right yeah i mean like with the world burning around us like the only thing that's keeping me from joining that fire is to like switch it off and um just uh metaphorically but also literally just stare at a wall and (laughs) and not uh not participate in that uh chaos yeah i think is that Mm -hmm. why is that why you started your podcast yeah, it's like I, I really wanted to. I, well, I've always been taken by the idea of starting a podcast. It's been like four or five years since I wanted to do it, uh, but I always came up with excuses: um, school, jobs, um, no time, tired, whatever. But then you know, there's all this free time, and I was like, it's now or never. I'm in my twenties, and I don't know when I'm ever gonna get another opportunity like that you know to really do something that uh i could potentially love for the rest of my life excellent (laughs) what else do you do do? uh apart from podcasting ask what else what else have you have you done with the extra time uh apart from stare at wall i was gonna say i've taken long grandma walks i started reading again so that's really good um but, what are you reading at the moment? So, well, I actually kind of stopped, but the, the last like big book that I read is called A Little Life. Okay. Um, have you heard of it before? I don't think so. Okay. I think you might, uh, well, I don't know. Do you like like abuse? <laughs> yeah, like abuse. Yeah, it's like pretty much, wrong way to phrase the question, but it's pretty much what that book is about and about friendship and uh, it's about these four friends, college friends in New York. And uh, it basically watches them grow up. It documents them growing up. And one of them had a really bad childhood. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But that, that's the last book I vividly remember reading. Made me feel something, which is more than what I can say from being in the house all day yeah that's yeah what about you um what am i reading yeah or engaged with i mean what are you curious about I feel like i i have a little kind of selection of things that i i tend to do on a on a weekly or even a daily basis i i i, I hike a lot i walk a lot i kind of live at these trails behind my house and i go up there as often as i can every every day if possible run around hike around climb rocks yeah do all that stuff and that's mass listen to lots of music i meditate i write i read i mm-hmm. hang out with kids my kids yeah drink cups. that pretty much takes up the whole day drink cups of tea with my wife I'm sorry, I'm just trying to like, I know this is really bad, but do you, 
it's like a innate thing for people to box other people box. up in categories. Are you going to I, if I eat potatoes in Lucky Charms? Is that what you're going to ask me? No. Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, I don't know how to discriminate in that area because I don't know much about, like... Accents. I, yeah, like, accents. Like, I guess Irish. Oh, okay, so that's a good start. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very all right. strong. Um, but I was going to say, like, uh, your content yes. on Instagram doesn't necessarily reflect wholesomeness. <laughs> Does that make sense? You said I'm not wholesome? Uh, no, I'm saying you're... Con- no, I'm joking. No, your content gives me the vibe that you've been through a lot. And you're on the other side of it. Okay. Is that an accurate? <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's all comparative, right? It's all relative. Like I feel that my life in many ways, um, I've been really lucky. I've had, a, I've had a good life in many ways. Like I haven't had, didn't have a terrible childhood. I've never lived in the streets. Never been an out of control drug addict. That's never, good. All the things that can, you know, really take a toll on people but i think mm-hmm. through stuff right yeah i've been through health issues physical and mental i've left home uh, in my early 20s and experienced kind of the difficulty of moving to a new place and making a new life i've had like kind of crises of faith and trying to figure out how to make sense of you know thinking you have it all packaged up and life understood and then life happens and you go through stuff and so I I feel like I feel like it wouldn't be fair on me in any way to say that I'm one of these guys who's had a difficult life in any way but I think that I think that I definitely have spent many years kind of wrestling and working through big questions about what it means to be human and how we stay hopeful and how we make the most of life and give her best to the people around us and the world around us. And I guess with that comes a certain amount of kind of melancholy reflectiveness, right? Yeah. But I think the joy on the other side. So maybe if my videos and things I say reflect that, I, I, I think that's a genuine thing. I, I think I view myself almost as like a mixture of like this melancholy old man who thinks a lot about life and death and suffering and, how difficult it is for people to be alive, but then at the same time, I, I love to act in Egypt and sing and dance and have good fun with people. And so I don't know. I love maybe, these maybe, two sides of you. A good friend of mine went on and watched a bunch of the little videos I've made recently, and her comment was, "You seem like a mixture of someone who." has wisdom and is completely insane at the same time. And I was like, oh, that's a nice compliment. Yeah, I mean, you you come across, I mean, just from the last 15 minutes of talking to you, very carefree, very uninhabited. Wait, is that the right term? Uninhibited? Yeah, exactly, that word. Very free. And I don't know, like, is that part of the product of your 20s like you um 
something that you distilled down from all of these craziness that you've experienced? Um, I think it is my temperament. I think as a kid, I was very kind of like a lot, a lot of fun and highly adventurous and energetic and maybe even hyperactive. And so I've always my, I'm, 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 I like people. I like people a lot. So when I talk to people, I tend to, I tend to get, I know, get, <laughs> I don't know, get into it. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy yeah. people and being around people. And so it, I think it is my temperament, but I think that, when I'm on my own, I definitely can go into my head and really. Are you comfortable being alone? Yes, I am comfortable being alone. I actually thought I was an introvert in my early 20s and then eventually realized I'm not an introvert. I just don't like being around people who are not that interesting. So when I'm around people who are interesting and I'm having interesting conversations and I'm doing things that I love, then I could hang out all day. Oh, I love day. that. But if, yeah. but if people are sitting talking about you know, the weather or whatever, or, you know, their mm-hmm. that they bought for their house. I just kind of start to check out and want to run away and disappear. That's a really good point. Like you packaging it like that kind of makes me think I've, I, I was thinking about like this personality test that I did. I don't know if you've done it. I've, I've done a few. Questions. Tell me, tell me about yours. Oh, okay. So mine is INTJ. INTJ. So you're introverted. Introvert. You're, um, you're in your head. Yeah, very logical. And critical. Yeah, but then now I'm thinking, like, I think in certain situations, I think with my heart more than my brain, which I don't know if that's, like, yeah healthy or not. Uh, but coming to the introvert part, like, yeah, I've always thought that I was an introvert. Um, I mean, I've always had, like, a good group of friends, but I do check out very quickly, and my my bullshit meter uh, is very, very sensitive now. So when, whenever I sense like anyone is not being genuine, my brain just you lose interest. turns off. Yeah, I lose interest immediately and I, and I don't feel the need to carry on the conversation. Yeah. yeah, and I go to small talk, you know, which I hate <laughs> to say the least. There's a time and a place for it. There's a time and a place for one second. Can I can sure. give me one second? I stole the almond milk. And then I've got a knock at the door and a look of disgust because I stole the almond milk. Why do you bring the whole thing <laughs> to you? Because I'm a special guy. Of course you are. <laughs> no sense. All... You can close that there. Yeah, cheers. Oh, sorry. So I was, I'm kind of curious, are you in your, well, okay, I don't know what age you are and that's not really important, but do you feel like... You can play a guessing game if you want to. No, just your question. You know, I feel like I could very quickly offend people. (laughs) No, come on. Give me me the best shot and I'll just tell you if you're too low, too high or correct. All right. All right. Is that, okay, 35. Okay. It's, It's good. It's close. Really? I just I just turned thirtieth. Darn it! I should have, I should have aimed low. Okay. Well, so do you feel like the people that you want to be around they're changing as you go through maybe the early parts of your twenties, and then later parts, and then now you hit thirty? Yeah, there's definitely shifts, right? Just even the normal kind of stuff that happens, the cultural norms, right? Like in 
early twenties, most most of your friends are single or dating, mm-hmm. whatever. First jobs, college, whatever. And then as you get into your thirties, like a lot more people you know are in like living with people, married, kind of more settled, having kids, you know, and then by mid thirties, like that becomes more and more normal. Not mm-hmm. as a not as a complete story, but there definitely are those trends, right? So mm-hmm. nice thing though, here here's the cool thing. When you get to like your mid thirties, you're your window of relationships is is so much wider because you feel that you can have legitimate, authentic relationships with like people who are like 50, you know, 60, and because you're more formed in your own mind as an right. adult. But then also people who are like in their early 20s, maybe like 10 years younger than you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you can have friendships and, kind of feel you can connect as peers with people who are even 10 12 years younger than you whereas in your mm-hmm. you know in your mid-20s that's not true you're not going to be connecting with your olds when you're 25 no. yeah I don't know that's a good point because I'm thinking like I don't know how to talk to a 15 to yeah. 18 year old but when um, you're 35 you'll definitely know how to talk to 25-year-olds and you'll be like, oh, they're mm-hmm. kind of like many of them are on my level. Like, that's not... Mm-hmm. And then there's many of your own age who you think are still 14. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. Do you feel like guys are still... Well, I feel I'm at this age where guys are still pretty immature <laughs> for their age. Um, but I think when it hits 30, it's probably... You know, oh no, don't, don't tease me now. Now that's just a disappointment. I think you get a little older and just realize that there's certain fragments of truth to all our stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. Fragments, but so often they're just not true. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are just so different. And if you take 20 guys who are 30 years old, what you're going to get is just so radically different. Some of them are just going to be still running around like they're in the middle school playground, you know, strutting, talking big and talking about what they've did to girls and who they beat up and what. And then others will be like, you know, talking about deeply reflective kind of wise things. Like, oh, people are just very different, you know? Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm at this point where I'm trying to surround myself with like kind people and curious people. I think I used to great words. Yeah. I used to prioritize intelligence. You gotta be smart. Yeah. But then now that I'm thinking about it, like it's good to be smart, but I feel it's more important to be kind. Yeah. I because smart. You can get there when you're curious. Yeah. But uh, if you're addicted to someone, I don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like that's harder to to reverse it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hear you. And I think as you get maybe you're at that age where you're starting to like, I know, look for yeah, look for different things in people. And one of my mm-hmm. my ongoing quests all the time is just anyone I meet to try and find find common ground. You know, see something in them which is. I know, interesting, you know, yeah. blind, whatever, just something they're into, something they care about, something they do. And I think if you work a little bit, you can connect 
really with anyone if you just do a little bit of work. Yeah. Do you have a best friend? I do. I do have a best friend. I've I'm I've been I'm really thankful that I, that's one thing in my life that I I'm I'm really happy about. I've I've made many really good friendships over the years and held on to many really good friendships, even though I've lived in like three different countries and moved around. You know, a lot mm-hmm. early twenties. I I have a lot of really good friends who I really enjoy and who talk straight to each other and but yeah my my best mate is a guy called garth how did you guys meet is it like a grew, grew, grew up back in he was a kid oh cool actually a few years older than me um and he kind of i don't know what the phrase is took me under his wing oh he's like your uh... yeah he helped me out i was in the music and he helped me out with some stuff and then we started talking and then when i kind of left high school we started hanging out more and we ended up playing in a band together and then another just making music together and then just kind of that's so cool yeah um do you still write music apart from that black I, and white I, video i've never ever once in my life called myself a musician or claimed to be but i i enjoy writing songs i enjoy strumming in the guitar i've always found even as a kid i think i, I learned guitar I was like 15 because I wanted to write songs. I know it's always been a way to try and work my own. I think I work my own head out when I write. I try to say things. I'm like, oh, like that's the way I'm thinking about that. Like that, that says what, you know what I mean? So we're capturing in language, I guess, things that, that matter and things that are interesting and things you want to remember. Yeah, music is, I mean, I don't write songs, but music has always been my go-to outlet whether I'm feeling, you know, angry or hateful or uh, happy. I, I don't know why I went to the negative emotions first. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, music, music is definitely like super high priority. I always, ta- um, I was talking to my friend about this and I, I would ask her like, oh, uh, if you had to lose your eyes or your ears, which one are you willing to let go more? And uh, my immediate answer would be my eyes, even though it's very disorienting. But I think I would die if I if I couldn't shut out the world with my, you know, with music. Those are both terrible options. Both terrible. Yeah, I know. Either way, man, you got. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, so you love music. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Listen to music every day. Yeah, I listen to like all kinds uh, every day. Yeah, everything from rap to, well, I say rap, but it's really Eminem. I love him. Instrumental, jazz. I love jazz. Uh, I found this really good, great band called Miracle Musical. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of them, Alan? but they have this seven minute long song. That makes that takes you out of whatever hole that you're in. It's it's amazing. I'll send it to you after. Do do this. Yeah, I always at the end of the year try to make a little playlist of my favorite kind of new music of the year. So I'll I'll send that to you when I uh, when I Please. when I compile mine in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Wait. So I don't want this to be a one-sided conversation. I know you have some questions that 
I would love to, you know, answer. Yeah. Um, but what got you into like this curiosity of uh, asking 18 to 25? Yeah, it's, that sounds weird, doesn't it? But let me tell you, Gladys. Can I tell you? All right. Can I tell you? Are you listening? Um, <laughs> I, uh, so one of the things I spend a lot of time thinking about and I've kind of been working on over the last number of months is I thinking about people who are navigating like young adulthood, right? That kind of, you're getting at the end of high school, you're bouncing out of high school, you're maybe finding a job, heading off to see the world, going to community college, going to university, whatever it is, right? And I think that, I just think that that age is like really fascinating and like time of like development. Experiment. Right, yeah, like people can just go all sorts of directions. And I'm, I am, one of the things I really want to do is help develop some kind of program spaces, online community, offline groups that really help people navigate those years. Like how do we work out young adulthood? How do we, because I just think they're such formative times. How do we work it out? How do we stay sane? How do we find meaning how do we form meaningful relationships how do we pursue our passions and learn the skills that we need to you know move through the world how do we all that stuff i just think it's really important and i can just see how people just go different directions and i think there's a time and a place for partying you know if people want to drink a lot and take a bunch of drugs for a while and whatever they got to do whatever they got to do that's fine but some people don't come out of that right or they waste opportunity yeah they kind of derail their lives in that process and i just think that i just think that we live in a really confusing time for many people and i'm really i really care about polarization i really care about sense making i really care about people dealing with kind of information overload and confusion and bewildering information on how to navigate social media and smartphones and COVID, Mm -hmm. all everything. And I just think that that age group, for some reason, always, um, I always think about that age group. It is, I would say, the most turbulent time. Good word. But I don't, I I don't want to say that, you know, when you reach a certain age, you're going to find stability just because, I feel like that whole idea is sort of an illusion I agree. now with all this. Like, I've been thinking about this because I've been navigating my career stuff. You could stay in a job uh, and you it gives you a sense of stability, but like, that's not true. You know, like a, a pandemic could happen and you could lose your job just, just like that. And I, I don't know if like when you hit 30s, you ever like stability i mean instability is just something that you gotta be comfortable with yes i'm totally with you it's not that i think those years are uh destabilizing as you say and then you get to this stability i don't believe that at all um i just think that people are at that age are trying to to grab on the things like what sort of person am i going to become and that always continues right but we can't, yeah. can't help the things we care about, right? And I just find navigating the 20s being something that I really, really care about. 
Um, but I like what you say. I do not believe that idea. And you could have the right a, a mortgage and a, a a good paying job and a career path, but be dying on the inside, and that's not necessarily mm. better than you, you know, living in your car and doing whatever you want, but feeling alive. That emotion is something that I've been trying to capture with with this whole project. Just want to feel alive, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, and um, I, I, I think you'll feel the same way. It's like getting to sit down with a complete stranger and just connecting. It's just out of this world versus getting sucked into a Netflix show. Maybe that might make some people feel alive or dead for an hour. Yeah. But yeah, that's sort of the feeling I'm trying to capture. Yeah. I think there's a time and a place for it all, right? There's a time and a place mm-hmm. scrolling on your phone and binging on Netflix and, and yeah. whatever you're into, drinking a bottle of wine in your couch. But at the same time, <laughs> you got to, I just think people don't take that serious enough, the idea of like how do I make sure that I'm living and making the most of the brief life that I have and connecting with people and learning and growing and trying to add value to the world i just think those things matter so much and as you get older they probably matter more and i think that's why a lot of old people like that's what they remember right that's what mattered to them their their Mm -hmm. actions and you know the people they loved and all that stuff yeah all right so introspection time yeah what are the questions that wanna what do you think people your age what do you think concern it's really hard these questions right because nothing can be generalized a lot of the time so i can ask i can just ask you gladys yeah my personal experience like gladys what at this point in your life apart from personal things like your person Mm -hmm. what kind of bigger issues social cultural do you find concerning you the most that that impact your life or don't impact your life but things that you're like you worry about that you're concerned about it you find yourself thinking about it a lot i think the thing that keeps me up at night uh especially now is and believe it or not is really not about covid even politics but i could just be speaking from i consider myself privileged i'm lucky that i'm not part of the population that has severe consequences if the wrong you know government is being picked honestly career for me is a big thing just navigating that and with with like technology opening up like all of these different avenues that actually lets you do what you like for a living uh, that's actually something that I've been grappling with because I'm from Singapore and the culture there is you need to find a proper job, a office job that has stability. I just happen to be someone who doesn't fit into that um, culture and it, it's actually taking a lot of my brain space trying to navigate that and trying to sort of reprogram myself to accept that what I want is different from what my parents want me to do. Um, And having that courage to take that step 
and and say do this podcast for example my parents don't know about this <laughs> you know a lot of things that i do are sort of like in secret because i feel like they'll be really disappointed if i don't make something out of it yeah so so career is definitely one what would you love to spend your life doing honestly this podcast <laughs> uh yeah it just lights me up man it fires me up and i can't think of a better way to get past the small talk and actually learn about people and learn about myself in the process i didn't think how much i would learn about myself but uh i guess it's the organic conversation as it unfolds you start to be more introspective about your own life yeah yeah here's here's the next one what what as you talk to your peers you guys kind of look out at the world together what what do you think that um what think the consequences of um i don't know what i'm saying remind <laughs> me where we were before we like, heard. we were talking about um i'd, like ask, big I'd, ask, you, what, I'd ask you what concerns you what co- yeah exactly you what keeps- think a lot about careers and like cultural expectations and all of that stuff yeah right yeah got it i'm back um what what about you personally like where do you find like support or guidance a lot of my principles is a mesh between my parents and podcasts i was really glad that i found this avenue um when i was like 16 17 and it really like accompanied me throughout growing up um music as well but i guess in terms of like you know forming principles maybe but that's more for entertainment um but yeah podcasting like i i really form a set of mentors from those uh channels have been some of the ones that you've kind of got the most from over the years what of your what are your old faithful podcasts yeah one is gary v okay do you know gary v oh really okay he's a pretty big entrepreneur um and but beyond like his business he always talks about being patient and not giving a shit about what people think which is what i need to drill into myself yeah i think th- those are sort of the big things uh so gary v another one is i take a lot of surprisingly advice from comedians yeah. um <laughs> i guess that's the way i absorb information but winnie cummings is a really big one for me james altucher is another entrepreneur that he he really taught me the idea of experimentation like just going out and tasting everything and you know going into a new interest not with the idea of wanting to do it well but more of like letting your cur- curiosity take its place yeah um yeah i think those those are my- oh in terms of books the biggest one that really helped me when one of my friends actually passed away it was my first real encounter with death was meditations 
by Marcus Aurelius. Do you know the book? I do. Okay, yeah, that, that one really helped me in terms of like how we attach meaning to things and trying to see events as events and not let it affect you too much. Yeah, that one like really got me through. Yeah, I think like the whole, you know, all the Stoic writers, I think, provide something like really valuable, you know, today, especially and so many people feeling kind of anxious and overwhelmed. And I think learning to kind of strengthen your inner life and cultivate a sense of, I don't know. Yeah, not indifference, but... um... It's more like inner strength, really, isn't it? It's a sense of yeah. allowing yourself to be kind of dragged all over the place because of what's what's going on around you, going on in the world. Exactly, yeah. Oh, and I just thought of another one. Uh, Ellen Watts is like a philosopher. Named, I haven't known one of them. Brilliant. Wait, what? No, I haven't known. I've never heard of any of the people you mentioned. Dude, you're going to love Ellen Watts. You're going to love him. He he's um what sorry yes i he said ellen as in e-l-l-e-n <laughs> like ellen degeneres but ellen. wait are you for real no yeah, ellen I was like, yeah, so, so you know ellen yeah, watts? Read, read on watts yeah yeah what do you think about him i think i i, I just think that he's talking about stuff is really important mm-hmm. yeah some of the cool like, some of the cool kids give him a hard time you know they say like oh. like this no. Yeah, like he's too fluffy and in yeah, the air. or whatever. Like he's not a real philosopher, a real Buddhist, or a real whatever. But I just think that if you take it for what it is, like what he's saying is like really, really important stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's just talking about all the ways we construct the world in our heads, and mm-hmm. yeah, right. Just how life life happens, and you kind of gotta. He's got that great that great metaphor about like life. We always talk about life being a journey, right? journey and then he just thinks that's a totally wrong metaphor he's like life is a dance like it's not a journey it's not towards a destiny learning to like move with the with the music yeah you know what i mean it's a it's a grand dance wait did you say music yeah oh my god yeah i was just thinking he he made this great like analogy with life and music and how like when you listen you're not to waiting song, for the song to end right yeah you yeah. no, you don't want to go to the end and yeah. just hear that yeah. bum, you know you want to like go through the motion and that's where the enjoyment inherently is yes yeah so it's like like where are you getting to <laughs> why are you in such a hurry to get somewhere yeah. you know and then you just um uh, dim down all the color and the sound around you because you're so focused on getting somewhere, which is an illusion. Yeah. You know, you created that end goal for yourself. So I think that's really important. I think that's really important. Especially yeah. what you were saying about with someone I was having this idea like careers and ask where you gotta get to and what you gotta achieve. And there's a there's a time and a place for that, right? But mm-hmm. something about that. There's something about kinda taking everything you can from the day you're in, the moment you're in that I think it's fundamental to a fulfilling life. It's got to be. Yeah, it's like this This conversation, like this second, is literally all we have. Yeah. We get stuck so in our heads in the past and the future. And 
Yeah, you you missing. I feel like I was missing the point for a long time. Oh well, we all we all, we all miss the point all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like continually realizing that you're missing the point and then trying to to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it feels for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you seem like someone who's very conscious and aware of the the now. I I don't know. I I'm I'm a restless guy. I'm very like I'm my default is to be very future oriented as a default. Mm. Like I always am like I want I want stimulated, I want adventure, I want excitement, I want to be caught up in things which are beautiful and fun and enthralling and all of that stuff. So um yeah. I as a default as of my personality. So I've had to learn a lot over the years to kind of bring it back and i'm i'm really good at appreciating people and music in the moment when i when i like i'm here yeah i kind of it takes me a minute do you know what i mean because my <laughs> restless and always wanting to like like this hyperactive kid who's looking for the next exciting thing as a default so i've i think i've worked hard over the years to like really like learn to like pay attention and appreciate people and I don't know mm-hmm. sometimes I do well and other times and <laughs> but you don't you don't strike me as someone who has a temper no no it's that's not part of I've got lots of character weaknesses but uh getting laid out yeah laid out Glenn <laughs> I'm restless that's one of them I can get that's not a weakness. Yes, yeah, maybe. I don't. Yeah, I, I guess weaknesses. I can be scattered. I can be disorganized. It can be hard for me to kind of collect my. You know, I'm always losing the car keys, forgetting. <laughs> In that case, half of the world is restless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that way, uh, it was a. I heard a description of my personality type one time, which is like, um, always looking for an adventure up for an adventure can never find the car keys and I thought, <laughs> that, that's me for um, oh my god so i i don't know I've, yeah i've got lots of lots of weaknesses i can get uh i don't deal with stress great i have to really mm. work hard to, when i get stressed i kind of get all frazzled frazzled yeah. for the place mm-hmm. to work hard at that then i can um wait are you in a high pressure career no, no, no. I, I work all my works with people. Just always work with people. Um, oh, cool. no. Wait, sorry. It might be a little personal, but like, what do you do? Uh, for most of what I, I do, a few different. Most of what I've done throughout my adult life is working with uh, young people with like emotional and behavior challenges. So worked, and even as a young guy, I started volunteering when I was like nineteen, mentoring like little this little skater kid who had a really tough life and day with him in a jail cell and became like his big brother as a volunteer and then the organization offered me a job and then I got into that and then when I moved to the States I got employed by a nonprofit who works with families and young people. So that's that's what I've done and that's that's what I'll continue to do in my own way, I guess. But so it's not hyper in the sense of like deadlines and stuff, but yet it's hyper yeah. that you know, you're dealing with a 
been been in many many situations with people whose lives are completely out of control you know i would think like managing emotions could be classified as actually more stressful for me um i love you know interacting with people but i think you know i always wanted to do a non-profit but i don't know if i'll be cut out for the work that you're doing because it takes a special kind of person you know to be able to um be extremely extremely patient and i i don't know if i have that <laughs> all good it all goes together though doesn't it i think you have to just all the different kinds of people all the different ways we're wired like they're this is maybe the the optimist in me you know but the idea of like it all it all fits together like you just need the different kinds of people like you need like situational patient empathetic people and you need the kind of focused hyper organized people that get stuff done mm-hmm. guess life is about trying to and know find ways to find other people who maybe complement your your weaknesses mm-hmm. right i guess maybe wait is your wife like really organized no she's <laughs> more, more so than me but not not really but mm-hmm. she can be restless and scattered too but definitely more so than me she's she can get stuff done better stay on top of things more mm-hmm. always, someone's gonna I'm, do it tempted to my ongoing temptations to lose myself and and experiences and you know do you do that often yeah all the time <laughs> really like wait yeah, just like yeah, my life doing that wait you mean like you just don't give a shit about like consequences at, at, or... at, at times absolutely like at times i've just like just not and that's caused problems at times in my life but i no, I just don't. I just I find it really hard to prioritize things that aren't me- mm-hmm. aren't meaningful or aren't exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You no, know? and that just sometimes I'll just like there'll be some like document that needs taken care of, and I'll be like, this is this is boring. I'll just chuck it in a corner, and then the consequences will get reaped down the line because I'll have to pay some fine or have to. I've I've had to. I'm I'm always trying to get that or that. You know, it's no way to live. You know, in the long run, but yeah yeah it's not sustainable oh my god don't even remind me the number of letters that i've yet to open yeah you can't that way but there's a there's a good there's a good intention behind it right which is you don't want to waste your life on like stuff that doesn't matter but yet you gotta do the stuff little things to create a life that that matters exactly yeah gotta take care of the house you know but um do you have any other questions? Yeah, I could I, I could ask you questions all day. That's a dangerous um I questions are um questions. We can do we can do one more. Okay, let me ask Maybe. let me ask you a, a good Also this I hope this won't be the end of our conversation. Like if you're up for it, I would love to do, you know, a second session. I feel like there's so many it's just, things I, that I, we can I could ask you questions all day long. I could talk all day long as well. Yeah. Help me off and say, Glenn. <laughs> but let me ask you another question. Taking all the challenges we've got going on, right? We've got a lot of challenges. I think if I, you were to highlight them, I, I, I like to talk about it as like 
mental health crisis, meaning crisis, political crisis. Those are some yeah. day, right? Uh, and a, a sense-making crisis where it's more and more difficult for people to like process the news and information and know what's true and what's not and what they should do and what they shouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think for you, your peers, how do you think you best navigate that and what what have you found to be really helpful in kind of working through kind of the, you used the word turbulent earlier on, kind of turbulent times, noisy times? Yeah, um, I think when I'm feeling stressed, I go to writing, just journaling, nothing philosophical or anything, just really need to get my thoughts out. So I think having an outlet is is really, really um, crucial for me to get out of that funk. Um, And I've actually been in a funk the last how many days, and I just finished like one show which is three seasons 24 episodes just because I really didn't want to do anything yeah and and just like and you know when you do go through these times I think just being patient and don't 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 be so hard on yourself one of my good friends she told me this really like sort of life-changing line which is we're all on our own timeline and that really stuck with me because I I always you know compare all that comparison to people who have more money better better careers whatever um but if you just take a step back and realize that you're doing the best that you can with the information that you that you have yeah like don't don't spiral and start blaming yourself for the fire around you like you're you're okay you know I, that's what one thing i realized after i get out of the phone it's like you're okay you're actually doing pretty well you know there's yeah. any levels lower of how bad it could be yeah exactly yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so the one thing that comforts me is like is pod podcast actually um, which is kind of funny. I don't even like talk to my friends about the problems. Okay, one friend, but like that's it. The rest of the time I spend, uh, I have conversations with myself in my head. And I found that really helpful because other people just wants to give you their own opinion of what's best for them. But before, before March, COVID, yeah. getting a bit more quiet, like, were you mm. pretty social? Were you involved in a lot of stuff? We, had- I, I would say, I'm, actually, ironically, I would say I'm more social now because I happen to have met a good group of friends. But yeah, before that, I would hang out with the same people. But the, the one thing I realized is that when I think back to the conversations I was having with these people, it's about like non-meaningful things. <laughs> You know, like we just shoot the shit and talk about whatever dumb stuff, but um, not a lot of talk about life, which uh, which I think it was kind of wasted. You know, I felt like I was just going through it with no awareness of what I really want to, if I'm even wasting my time. Yeah. 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 
but it's okay. I'm I'm in a I'm in a place now where I'm like really trying to take stock of what I want to do with my time. Yeah. So, yeah, more conscious of it. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is a therapy session. It's a limited resource time. Yeah, and you're just like so how do you feel about it? <laughs> I'm trying the best here. Um, These are really good questions. Like, yeah, I told I could ask you so many, so maybe you should just stop me. Well, you have a kid. But I guess to end off on this note, right, you have a kid. I have What's, three. Jesus, you have three kids. No, I'm joking. It's a, it's a really good thing. Get like a, form like a football team in the next, five years <laughs> yeah adopted adopted two and then made one. Oh my you see that's like such an interesting topic that i would love to talk about and explore but we'll do it another time but i'm curious like as they grow up what's the two things that you really want them to to be ingrained in Who? you're giving me two Gladys. all right fine can seven I have, can I have 67 <laughs> i want you to like rank them you know um i okay let me just give a little let me give a little <laughs> speech i want them to find um i want them to be able to form and maintain meaningful relationships with people I want them to find things they love to do, things that they're passionate about, things that make them feel alive, things that give their life joy. Mm -hmm. And I want them to um, find their little way where they can add something of like value to the world, you know, just their way that they can see themselves as contributors they're not just there to consume they're not just there to take they're not just there to entertain themselves and you know mm -hmm. but they're yeah uh, contribute something in whatever in whatever way you know by learning so you have no pressure to push them into certain no careers. As a parent you 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 want your kids to have a future where they can pay their bills and when they're not chronically stressed about money and where no one wants that for their kid you know what I mean but at the same time yeah. I just think that like they're going to hear that all the time throughout their, their lives from every direction so mm -hmm. I already feel the need to like drill that one into them you know what I mean but I, but I do already you know what I mean it's like helping them I want them to be hopeful I want them to have good relationships and I want them to enjoy their lives and I want them to, yeah, I want them to care about people and think of ways that they can add a tiny little bit of value to the world and make it a tiny little bit better wherever they are. I think that's massively important because I think without meaning, I think without a sense of purpose, people start to lose their minds a little bit. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is. They decide they want to, I don't care. I honestly don't care what it is. I just hope that they find their way. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. but I can be a parent who like loves them and supports them and that and doesn't like get in the way and try to control their choices and try to make them become little versions of what I want them to be. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, I feel like parents, they care a lot, which is, it's coming from a good place, but they don't realize that the thing that needs to be taken out is themselves. Just get out of the way and let your kids... so hard, though. Like, already, yeah. That is, and I'm not a controlling person, but by nature, but I'm already seeing, like, the desire to control them. Because you think, like, you don't know anything yet. You're a kid, you don't realize this stuff, so I want to, like... Which you have yeah. when they're really young, but I could imagine that that will be really hard if they're teenagers and they're making choices that you don't think are good. You know, right. Yeah. Dating some douchebag dude, it's going to be really hard to like not want punch him. No, I'm joking. They gotta make their own mistakes. You know. Yeah. But that's. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably so hard, and it makes me have much more empathy for like controlling parents to realize yeah. they're they just love their kids. They may not always show it in the right way, but like they and do things that hurt their kids. But when you love people, you want them to be all right, you know. And yeah. sometimes that means you try to control them because you think you know best. And I don't know. But this is a parent. That was a great speech. This is a parenting podcast. So yeah, man. Dude, you should totally start your own thing. Like, I think you have a lot to offer. I've got a wee idea up my sleeve that I might try in the next number of months i've got an idea of doing um a little video series that addresses a lot of the kind of big questions and trying to gather some kind of like questions around it and then like meet up like an online where you kind of like talk about and yeah yeah i want you know what what's one thing i want to like kind of experiment on is you know twitch Mm -hmm. yeah so i want to like I think it'll be really interesting to stream just stream of consciousness, stream that on Twitch and be able to in- interact with your viewers or listeners as well. I think that would be sort of like a Q&A session, you know? Yeah, good idea. <laughs> we'll talk more. I'll talk to you more. Another yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes, and- all right, last question. Oh, Are more you happy? More. No, one last oh one. My just to make sure and check in <laughs> that you're all right. I'm checking in. Okay. On my fellow human being ask, in San Diego. Your question. Irish, my favorite Irish man. Oh, you watch <laughs> now. Did you see my rosy cheeks? Look at that. <laughs> um, okay, give me the last, last question. Are you happy oh my goodness that's <laughs> six more hours of conversation right there <laughs> just in this moment so how can i answer I, how can i answer without that? offending me <laughs> i happiness is to me i've learned to see it as something very elusive and my you know victor frankel you know victor frankel Holocaust survivor, just a wonderful human being whose books have ideas have really influenced me. But I just think that uh, my sense of happiness, whatever that means, feeling fulfilled, feeling alive, glad to be here, all that stuff is is very tied up in do I perceive my life as meaningful? 
and I've realized that they're completely tied up. And at this point in my life, I think that I, when I'm doing, when I'm doing stuff that matters to me, those feelings that we would call happiness just always, always come when I'm engaged with stuff that matters. And when I'm not, it's kind of yeah run away take a back they run away and see and yeah anxious and stuck in the head and all that stuff i'm so happy that yes you're yes i'm happy <laughs> not at the same time i'm so happy that your default is like you like your body physically rejects doing anything that is not meaningful which is not always good <laughs> no it's good but most times it's like i think it it's it adds value you need to inflate your time or you need yes do your taxes you need to wash your clothes and all those pay your damn bills (laughs) exactly right well glenn thank you so much I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And I actually looked at you the whole time. I really was like, I'm, really? I'm not going to be inclined to look up at the thing. And I, I find myself looking at the photo of you the whole time. It's like I pretend it's in the photo of myself. And exactly. It was good. Yeah. Here's- I think we should wrap it up. That was a really good conversation. I, I feel like I've done something meaningful today. So. Good. <laughs> good. Well, let's talk more, like Instagram or whatever. We will. We'll talk more. Yes. All right. Take care. Cheers. Have a good rest of the day. Bye. Bye. Wait. Before you go, thank you so much for taking time and listening to this episode. I hope you got some good stuff out of it. And if you enjoyed it, please follow me on the Can You Tell Me a Story podcast on Instagram. I would love to chat with you guys there. Um, I answer to everything. And I hope we can be friends, you know? All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.